Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Shred Show Live, where we bring you industry professionals, entrepreneurs, and the best of the best from around the world who are willing to share how they shred, the strategies, the techniques, and the actionable items that you need in your business to go out and dominate. Join us as we shred, show up, hustle, repeat every day. Let's go. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. You know how excited I am every single morning when I get to do the Shred Show, but when I get to hang out with Kristen Meserly, I don't know if there's anybody else that I'd rather hang out with, have a great conversation with. She always makes me smile. She brightens my day, and I know she's about to do the exact same thing for you. So sit down, buckle up, and come hang out with us. Kristen, I, how are you, my friend? Great. Uh, it is so good to be here. Thank you so much for, for having me. Well, I am honored to have you and what we're about to get into, this has been something you've been doing the next gen home buyer report for how many years now it's been, I mean, you've been doing this for a while. Yeah, this is the third one. So, um, it's really interesting this year because we've been able to look back on the data from the last couple of years and kind of build on that, see where the trends are and focus in on some really interesting areas. Well, interesting is to say the least, this is such insightful as Ira, as, as you sent it to me, as I saw it get released, I'm like, holy cow, this is again, I want everybody to know the labor of love that this is. And again, it, Kristen in particular has such a passion for the industry. And I know putting this together, it is there a lot goes into it, Kristen, but again, this is something you love putting all this together. As I went through it, you can just see how much you truly like, you want to see our industry thrive. You want to see us succeed. And as I started looking at this, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so helpful for us. It's so pertinent to us right now. Uh, Brian, view coming in too, my favorites. What's up, Brian? Good morning. And good morning to everybody. If you're hanging out and as, as Kristen and I go through this, we don't have time to go through the entire report. So we'll post a link below so you guys can get into it. But we want to hit on some of the highlights. Kristen, I have to ask, because you have been doing this for years, why? Like, why do you do like, why have you chosen to do this? Like, why do you spend so much time and dedicate yourself to this? Yeah, it is funny. It, it's something that I'm really passionate about. As you said, um, I think it's really interesting to uh, to be able to collect people's voice and find interesting insights from that and share that with the industry. So, um, so being able to, you know, collect and share voice was, was what really makes me passionate about it. Um, and I also have found from doing a lot of interviews with people, next gen home buyers in particular, that there were common themes being brought up that weren't being, uh, put out there through other research. So. I love it. So let's dive into it. There's, like I said, there's so much that we can dive into this report, but in particular, I mean, again, we're not going to go through this slide by slide. There's a lot of things we're going to get into. I want to start with this because as I saw this, I want people to understand the demographics that go into this, Kristen. Yeah. So this was, uh, this is cool that this year I focused a lot more on looking at some of the differences across demographics. So we made sure that there was a, a proportional amount to the demographics that exist in the next gen home buyer segment or the next gen population in general. Um, so we have exactly, you know, that kind of, uh, worked out through the age groups. Um, we have an equal proportion between Gen Z, young millennials and older millennials, which we hadn't done that in years past. And, um, and so now we can see the difference between Gen Z and break out the millennials a little bit. And that was really interesting. Um, and yeah, of course, looking at race and ethnicity and gender as well. Yeah, this, this was really cool to me. And then this one, as I kept going through it, I thought this was super interesting because this next gen, th this demographic accounts for a huge percentage of home buyers. 
Yeah. Yeah. This is from the National Association of Realtors, but wanted everyone to know like this is a significant amount of, of the population that we're looking at now. So, and one of the things that I found to be most interesting as I went through all this, again, this kind of breaks down what we're going to expect, but this was something that I really, I want to dive into the actual, like the mindset, the finances when it comes to this next gen. And as I started going through this, some of these numbers just speak for themselves. Yeah. I mean, this was fascinating to me to like, it's expected that high cost of living would be by far the first one, but to see mental health or anxiety come up as number two was Crazy. really Crazy. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I feel like all the other stuff, including high cost of living is like resulting in that. Uh, but I think it's a really big wake up call for us to realize that there is a lot of emotion coming to the table with our financial decisions. And the question here being, what was the biggest financial or ch biggest challenge to our financial situation? And so a lot of times we don't put the emotional side into our conversations around finances where clearly it needs to be there. Do you think that is one of the, like, there's just sometimes finances in, in particular, us as mortgage professionals, as real estate professionals, finances have just become like a part of our daily lives. But I've talked about this, just the, the lack of knowledge within certain demographics and this data and this report just shows it. Do you think that is just something like there just needs to be more conversation around it? Yes. And actually, one of the topics I speak on a lot is the psychology of money and um, talking about how important it is, especially, I think, you know, a lot of younger people in particular, but everyone is bringing emotional, like emotions into their decision making and has a lot of, of anxiety when they think about anything related to money. And so, um, so, you know, making sure that you're incorporating that into your conversations and having a lot of um, awareness around it can really help build loyalty and connection. I think that is just it. Some of us, and especially this younger generation, this younger demographic in particular, they just, they've almost been taught it like money is a hush hush thing. And they just haven't been like, they haven't been educated on it. Thus, while you have done such incredible work in this, and as we go through it, hopefully we can educate all of you. So in turn, you can go educate your communities. You can help them start to break that those barriers down. Um, so as we go through this, I would say, let's stop here. Yeah, I was going to say, just speaking of education, I do want to note that the personal finance, financial knowledge was the number three barrier. And so, you know, we talk a lot about education, but people are reporting that, you know, wh whether or not they, there's probably an even bigger population that doesn't know that they need the education, but there's a huge amount of the population saying that was their biggest challenge to their financial situation this year. So it, it says a lot, it says we need a lot of leaders in this space, uh, which creates a big opportunity for this industry. And I have to ask, I honestly don't know, and I don't want to like throw it out there, but I'm curious, did you find, where do, where do people turn when it comes to per, personal finance knowledge? Did you find out, or do you have any feedback of where they were turning to? We, you know me, I'm a huge advocate of social media, but are they turning to friends and family? Are they turning to YouTube? Like, where are they turning for this knowledge? Yeah. So it's interesting when you go further down, um, actually into the next section, this section, you can look at the challenges by demographics, um, yep. which is interesting, but you get into uh, the next section, it's on education in particular. And, you know, we know that everyone goes to Google and online resources first, but what we found to be um, different was that people are turning to family and friends that's expected financial advisor but what i thought was interesting is that they were less likely to turn to an institution like a mm. bank or credit union and when you get into um getting ahead of myself a little bit but there's a section on trust and confidence um it's the fourth section and that one was 
interesting to see that people were least likely to trust their bank or financial institution um, versus a loan officer or real estate agent. So um, we can talk about that in a second, but I, I did want to mention that that was a, a, a big theme here. Let's dive right into that. We'll get we'll get down to the trust and confidence section, but that really is something we talk about this a lot in the mortgage industry, building that relationship, building that trust, building that confidence, building that respect. As I like to say, it's building your brand. Your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. That's what you're building. This when I saw this, I was like, "Holy cow, people don't trust their the big banks anymore. People don't trust that financial institution, maybe for car loans or this or that, but when it comes to making one of the biggest financial decisions they're ever going to make, it's that individual. It's that one-on-one relationship is that human interaction that they're truly craving, which to me, when, when you when I first saw this, I was like, this is huge. And there's not a lot of people talking about it. Yeah, everything is about the personal connection. So if you go down further, I uh, outline what um, the, let's see, the social media platforms. Um, oh, right there. Yeah. So YouTube was by far the first one. And I know that this is because people are are interested in following individuals and there and you see TikTok rising very quickly up the ranks here at 54 percent. But I think that, you know, when you think about where people turn to, it's an individual. And we've seen a growing distrust across every industry, whether it be financial services or healthcare or government or even faith based institutions. All of that, it, like people are continuing to kind of pull back their trust in these institutions, but they're turning to individuals on YouTube and also their friends and family and also their the experts like loan officers and real estate agents. So um, I think that's an interesting comparison there to see that the individual brand is actually really important right now. I was going to say, I'm so glad you hit on that individual brand. Look at these top three, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, those in particular. TikTok is on the rise. People love TikTok just because it's, you know, it's that fun, shiny object, if you will. But the big three, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook, these are the ones that I talk about all the time. This is where their attention is at. This clearly shows even that demographic is like all in on these platforms. So focusing on that, and like you said, focusing on that brand is critical right now. Because again, as you just hit on, Kristen, it really is like, it's us. It's a personal relationship that we're having with our consumers. We're having with our communities. That really is. Dow comments, TikTok advisors. Yeah, we all, there's, those are one of those things that we all maybe down the road, but for right now, these big three platforms, that's where, uh, that's where the attention is at. Yeah, definitely. So let's talk a little bit more about, so I want to get down. There's a lot of advice and support on this. Um, What is the biggest thing that you found when it came to advice and support? Yeah, so definitely closely related to the education piece. uh, But we found that most people said that they didn't have the financial advice or support they need to achieve their financial goals. And that worsened when you looked at race and, uh, you know, so non-white next gen respondents had less support or advice and women as well. Um, and then I think low to moderate income as well. So yeah, it's really interesting to see. And I think it's not surprising, but it's also a, a good wake up call to realize like there is a big need here for the education and the, the advice. I think there's there's a huge need for it. And again, sometimes we get so stuck in like the mindset of like mortgage, 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 but it's especially loan officers in particular, that's what we're talking to here, that there's more to that. Like the education side of it, they're really like, okay, let's talk through. Let's, let's build this trust and confidence. And we kind of hinted on this earlier, but let's really dive into this because ultimately at the end of the day, that's what every single one of you that are listening today, it doesn't matter what like from loan officer, mid-level management, branch managers, executives, all of this still plays and has like a huge like impact on what we're discussing today. So let's talk about this. 
Yeah. So um, last year's report, we had a really interesting finding that um, I think it was oh, two and three next gen home buyers said that they did not think lenders were trustworthy or reliable. Whoa. And that was like a, a big, you know, big finding, big wake up call. And when I shared that with friends, they're like, I'm surprised it's not higher. Like people talk about this kind of level of, of distrust with banks and lenders. And so we asked more questions this year about trust in particular to kind of dive into that. Um, that's an area I've been doing a lot of additional research and speaking on. And um, But as I mentioned before, it's interesting to see that two in three next-gen homebuyers said that they did think their loan officer was trustworthy and so to help them make smart decisions. So the loan officer versus the lender, they're going to be more trusting of the loan officer, and they're also going to be more trusting of individuals instead of the institution. That's, oh my gosh, Kristen, this is one of those things that I just love to hear because as we've been talking about, it is that individual relationship. The financial institutions, again, we're all backed by them, depending on where you hold your license or how you're originating. That's awesome. But it's you, it's us as individuals. We're the ones who are out there putting ourselves out there that are, again, creating that relationship, that one-on-one. -on -one. So this was so, when, when I first saw this, I was like, Oh my gosh, Kristen, this is exactly what we've been trying to tell people. And now the facts and the data are speaking just for it. So this was one of those things that, again, is so pertinent to us, especially in the market that we're in with high interest rates, with a lot of concerns within our industry and our market. Kristen, now more than ever, like individually, this just shows we need to be building that trust and that confidence. Yeah, definitely. So uh, diving, I want to dive into, and these are some of the numbers on here. I want to kind of skip through this. This was one, the confidence in housing. When I saw this, I was just like, holy cow. So let's chat about this a little bit. Yeah. Did you think this was high or low? I thought it was low personally. Yeah. I thought it's interesting to look at this. I mean, the majority said that they lacked confidence in the stability of the housing market. Um, but I do in the conversations I have with people, I feel like that number is actually pretty low. Um, but this is with a thousand next gen respondents. Um, so I think it's cool to see that there is still a level of, of confidence there um, and that they were very confident in that their home would be a good investment ultimately. So I think as well, while this is you know good to recognize everyone's feeling the instability right now and there's a lot of fear and anxiety as mentioned, but there is still overall, I think that's an optimistic view. Okay. I'm glad you mentioned that because here's what I thought when I'm, like I said, I was, I thought it was low, but here's why is because you and I do this every single day. Like we understand what's going on in the market. This just showed to me that there's so much opportunity going back to what you and I've been talking about is educating them. Like, here's the thing. All of us want to get the next transaction. I understand all of us want to feed our families. All of us want to make sure, you know, we're getting loans and opportunities in, in whether it's mortgage or real estate, but education, Kristen, this is what this report is all about. This is where where you truly gain, you know, that client for life, that that community for life is educating them on what's to come. 61%, like I said, that for me, that was a low number. I was like, okay, that just means all of you mortgage professionals out there, all you loan officers, all you realtors in particular, you can go and educate them on what to expect, like what is coming in the next five years and settle their concerns. If you can calm their concerns, Kristen, you and I both know people are going to be like, oh my gosh, Kristen, help me out. Like I know what I'm looking forward to in the next, you know, three, four, five years. That just helps us build that relationship for forever. 
Yeah, exactly. It's interesting to look at all of the data over the past three years. We've seen a growing level of, or not growing, but just consistent level of a, a lack of confidence. And um, I think the first year we saw the uh, one in five said that they were not confident in any step of the home buying process. So just from like the actual experience itself, and then from understanding where their home is in terms of making whether it would be a good investment or not. We saw that come up last year about the same amount as this year. And um, and so, you know, it's a story that you and I are always telling. And I think many people in this industry are talking about, but we really need to, like, this is very grounded in real research. I mean, with a, a thousand respondents saying, or 3000 at this point, saying consistently, we're lacking confidence, lacking education, lacking the support and advice, but they're looking to individuals for that kind of support. See, and that's, I love that you talk, we're talking about the individuals. They're not going to big banks and institutions. They want to talk to you, ladies and gentlemen. Now, you mentioned the experience. I want to talk about this real quick because the home buying experience, when I saw this, only half, I mean, 58% of next-gen home buyers rated their overall experience as five stars. That just shows, Kristen, there is a huge gap missing of like opportunities to create a really great experience. This, of all everything else, there was a lot of great stuff. I was like, holy crap, we are falling so short when it comes to creating this home buying experience and this journey. Yeah, yeah. And this is the exact same percentage that we got last year as well. So, I mean, across the board, people are consistently saying they weren't having a great experience, half of people. And, you know, so I, I feel like that's a yeah big opportunity. And the number did lessen when you looked at women, which single women make up the second largest cohort of home buyers. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, and it also lessened with uh, Gen Z. So Really interesting to take a look at that data too. Yeah, it was great. And this one, I love this one. I want you to like experience matters. <laughs> this is really, this was, I guess, the, the only piece of information I think on this that really surprised me. Uh, but it makes sense. It, it goes back to the individual that we've been talking about. But next gen homebuyers who met in person it, instead of just video or email or call um, were 41% more likely to give a five star experience and they were more likely to trust their loan officer. That's so. just crazy. Like that's a pretty, I was surprised by that as well. I'm like, wow, that's a yeah. pretty, so that just shows Kristen tell all of this. People do crave that individual relationship. They want to be able to build that again, that trust and that confidence. It isn't just made social media. Building your brand is just the beginning of it. Again, we get that to give us those opportunities to be in person, to create that long lasting relationship. Yeah. And I want to emphasize this is not an either, or this is an, and, you know, this is a, a both situation. Like we, a lot of people don't want to meet in person, but if you can set up the opportunity to meet in person, you're going to get a, a better, you know, level of loyalty and experience and all of that. Um, and if you can set up in person, you know, events, I think that's really helpful. Even though you're going to get less people to show up at those things, but having that and having the webinars and social presence and the YouTube videos, all of that, you know, that needs to come together. Oh my gosh, Kristen, this literally what you just said. That's like the mic drop. I wanted all of you to go back and listen. It's an and situation. It's not an or right now. This is what you should be doing together. And this and like now more than ever, you probably have a little bit more time to dedicate to this, to be doing these things. And again, go back and read this report. We will post a link below for you to go back and review all this information. It is so crazy pertinent right now. 
for you to become educated so you can ultimately go and educate your community, educate all these incredible next-gen home buyers. They're right there. Kristen's data, everything she put her heart and soul into this just shows that we're falling short as mortgage professionals. There's opportunity, and now is the time to go out and actually take advantage of the opportunity. Correct, correct Kristen? Absolutely. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, there's some scary information in there about lack of information and support and confidence, but it's all a really amazing opportunity. I felt very hopeful coming out of it. And I think it's a, an exciting story to tell in an environment that we're in right now. Oh, it is exciting. See, that's why I hang out with Kristen because she <laughs> makes me feel good. Yes, it may be. You may be scared. There may be some misinformation, like you said. She said, but don't. Like, surround yourself with the right people. Find the correct data and the information, and you will thrive. You will succeed. We know you can. Kristen and I, that's our goal. That's what we want to see you do is we want to see you absolutely do the best with yourself and within your business. So, Kristen, this has been absolutely brilliant. You're incredible. Thank you so much for putting this together for our industry, for all your passion, and for all your dedication to this incredible industry. Thank you so much for sharing and for having the conversation today. Oh, always. That's what it's just about, ladies and gentlemen. Just have the conversations. Kristen has come on here and she has shared so much with us uh, coming in. Rebecca Howe, this was great. Thank you. Thank you, Rebecca, for being here. Thank you for everybody who has joined us. And again, huge shout out to Kristen Meserly for all that she does. If you guys have questions for her, uh, put them in the comments below and we will get you in touch with her. And also we will drop a link to the entire Next Gen Home Buyer Report for 2022. As always, we appreciate you. We love you. Now it's time for all of you to go shred, go show up, hustle, repeat every day. See ya.